Welcome to Spooky or Bust, a podcast exploring the world of all things paranormal, serial, and conspiratorial. My name is November. And I'm MW. On this week's episode, we decided we wanted to talk about the state of Colorado. Not for any particular reason, just because I really like my story from there. You've been excited to tell this one for a while. Ever since I heard it on My Favorite Murder, like their podcast, I've been obsessed with it. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Karen's the one that told the story. And I'm just like super obsessed with it because it's crazy i mean the first time i heard it i was like holy shit it's super creepy yeah because yeah because i made her listen to it before i made her listen to the my favorite murder version of it yeah it's just weird i think about it often because of where the um attic is in our house because it's like the the door to the attic is in my closet i think ours is too now that i think about it i think about it i think about it all the time Okay, well, you get to go first then. You want me to go first? Okay, okay, okay. So, my story is Theodore Edward, I think it's Coney's is how you say his last name, but Theodore Edward Coney's, also known as the Spider-Man of Denver. This story takes place in the very early 40s. Um, And... He's just like, I don't know, it's just creepy. Like, just the thought of it. Because I feel like it's like low-key ghost story and true crime at the same time. Yeah. Just like the way it's kind of portrayed. But, so, most of my information on this I took from Karen's episode of My Favorite Murder. And then also Wikipedia and um, the Denver Library, actually, has an article on it. So, I read through a few of those. But a lot of this that I'm going to tell you is from listening to this episode of My Favorite Murder so many times. So, I'm not going to get too much into Theodore's early life and, you know, all of these different things about him and his criminal history and all of that. I just really am super creeped out by this actual story. (laughs) So. (laughs) This is like a Halloween story. Like, it doesn't seem like it really happened. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like, it's not like... You know, the Spider-Man is clearly not a good guy. Like, it's not some guy, like a vigilante, cutting down <laughs> all the bad guys in Denver. No, that's not it at all. So, he murdered a man named Philip Peters. This man was, he worked on the railroad, he was retired, lived in this house. Um, <clears throat> him and his wife lived in a house out in Grand Junction. His kids had moved out, so it's just him and his elderly wife. Like, they're both pretty old at this point. And his wife is in the hospital because she falls and breaks her hip. So he's been living in the house all by himself, you know, because she's in the hospital. And he would go over to the neighbor's house and have dinner with them because he's just, he's an old lonely guy. So the neighbors were friends and they would always invite him over for dinner and, you know, just to kind of hang out. And he would always, it says he would always take his leftovers to her the next day. So, like, he would always eat dinner with them and then go visit her during the day, which, of course, the sweet elderly little man was going to do. I say that like I'm not terrified of old people. (laughs) Makes me think of work. I have a very irrational fear of old people. But, anyway. um, On the night of October 17th, 1941, Philip Peters discovers a tall gaunt and disheveled man raiding his icebox he gets in a fight with this person and the attacker oh my gosh sorry I'm like hiccuping he he gets attacked obviously they get in this fight and he takes a cast iron like it's a stove shaker and beat him to death with it and then fleed like ran away so his, he was discovered, his body was discovered an hour later by his neighbors because they were worried. They searched the house, couldn't find any evidence of the murder, of what, the intruder, what happened, mm-hmm. except for the fight that obviously ensued. It's like he was just gone. So detectives, you know, were searching into, into Philip Peter's past, trying to find enemies, someone that might have hated him. You know, they interviewed her, the wife, they're just... They don't know what happened. There's no, there's no like, logical explanation for this. So, eventually, Mrs. Peters is released from the hospital, and she returns home. 
a friend of hers actually moves into their house because she obviously had hip surgery, so she can't get around that well. So she moves into the house to kind of help her out and be there for, for whatever she needs. When they're living in the house, they start reporting strange things happening. So, like, food starts going missing. There's a lot of weird sounds around the house. Um, things are out of place. You know, like, things are just moved, like, shelf to shelf, moved around. And so the friend is absolutely convinced that their house is haunted. And is like, nope, I'm done. And she leaves. So, like, she she leaves. Good on her. Yeah. So, at this point, the things continue to happen to her when she's by herself and she ends up moving in with her son but so that you know there's no one in the house the house is vacant the strange sounds and now like disgusting smells are starting to come out of the house and be reported to police but they can't find anyone in this house like it doesn't make any sense there's no one around you can't see the look of disgust on my face right now right but she's it's there ugh. Nope. like Mm-mm. smells are just no So then, in July of 1942, Denver police decide that they're going to sit two detectives outside the house, like, on surveillance. So instead of, like, waiting for for a call to come in, they're going to sit outside and they're going to wait until, like, they see something or someone reports something. That way, instead of them getting there too late, they can hopefully catch this person or whatever, whatever it is doing this in the act. So... They're sitting They're sitting in their cop car, and one of them sees the blinds, like, move. Like, someone, like, peek out of the blinds, and the cops just dart off inside this house. So, they're running around. The house is completely empty, but they saw a person in the blinds. So, they're running around. They hear noise coming from upstairs, so they run up the stairs, and they, as they're running through, you know, going through the bedrooms... They open a closet door just in time to see a leg dangling mm-hmm. out of the attic, like the the see, the attic hole or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> Is there a name for that? I don't know. That I just know it's an attic, but like, what do you call the hole that you yeah, climb like, up? Is there a technical term for the attic door? Like, I don't think so. attic door works. <laughs> I mean, fair. I mean, it's not even a door though. It's like a, it's like a. I don't know, a piece of, like, plywood or something that, like, just goes over the hole? I, I don't know. Yeah, no. We're at the attic door. So they see they see a leg out, out of the attic door. And one of the cops grabs the leg and yanks this person down. Like, pulls down to the ground, and a full-ass man comes out of this door. So, from what I've... From what the research I've done, like, what I've read, the hole to this attic is so small like i don't know if we could fit up there i mean i feel like if (laughs) if he's living up than most from what i read but i mean like if he's living up there the whole time like and he's only stealing the if the only food he's getting from the house like i mean i'm sure depending on how long he was up there i mean like how long did this go on for almost a year he's he lived up there for like nine to ten months so he probably like wasted away and was like a beanpole or something yeah, but, I mean, he had to have been in the first place to even get up there. I that's fair. Because, I mean, from it's, like, tiny. Like, tinier than normal size ones. What if he's one of those people who can, like, dislocate his shoulder and, like... Oh, God, please. No, 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 no. Do not start talking. <laughs> I will throw up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's gross. <laughs> I mean, that would make him get through the hole. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah. They take him, they take him to, uh, to the police station. He confesses and told the story of, like, what happened. So his story is that he was really down on his luck. He struggled to keep a job. He didn't have a place to live. So he was basically, like, living on the street. And him and Peters had become acquainted at a guitar club. So they, like, become friends. And... Connie's went over to Peter's house, hoping to ask him for some money and something to eat. Well, at the time when he went over there, it was when his wife was in the hospital. So him and his wife are both gone. So he decides, 
oh, I'll just break into this fucking house because that's a great fucking idea. So he breaks into the house to try and, like, steal something to eat. And it says a few days later, he tried to do it again, but that was when Peters found him. Mm. So he's saying that when he killed Peters, it was like a split-second decision. Like, because he was in the midst of stealing, Mm -hmm. and he caught him doing it. So he's just like, you know, oh yeah, that means you, naturally that means you have to die. Like, I think, so if they're friends, like, were they friendly enough friends that, like, he was okay with him coming over? Did he give him his address? Had he given him a ride before? Or did this guy just flat-out stalk him? I don't know, because, like, how do you... How, yeah, that exactly. How did he know where he lived? It doesn't say. Because yeah. if you stalked him, like, I could definitely see, like, the immediate response being fight. But, but if also, he didn't like, expect it... If he's that dirty and, like, grimy and, like, gringy, Pe- uh, Peter's probably didn't even recognize him. He probably didn't even know who he was. That's fair. So, like, yeah, I mean, as the homeowner, my first instinct would be to fight the person trying to come to my house. But if you're the intruder and you supposedly know me, why would your first instinct be to murder me? Yeah. If we're supposedly acquainted and you're trying to ask me for food. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It would be, it's you one, know. One thing for the homeowner if you don't recognize the person. Not, I'm not saying murder is the right answer. Yeah. But to try and defend your house to like beat somebody up who's trying to break into your house but for then for him, for the for Connie to just flat out murder him i feel like it'd be more of a in between punches hey i'm this person so i'm really sorry mm-hmm. you know obviously it doesn't make up for it but or was he homeless for so long that he just, it was just his immediate response that's kind of what i'm thinking too you know once you you know if you live out of your car for like a month or so and your friends find out and take pity on you that's one thing but if you're living on the streets and no one sticks up for you and no one sticks up for you and no one sticks up for you. Yeah. And you're like, I have to fight to get food. Then I could see that being as a response. That doesn't make it right. But yeah. Oh, I God, see, no. But I see what you're saying. I definitely see where you're coming from. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if I walked into your house, you'd be like, okay, just, you know, if you throw, whatever you throw, I'm mixing for me. Yeah. But if, you know, somebody that I haven't seen in months is in my house, hey, how the fuck do you know where I live? And what are you doing in my house? Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. But, yeah. yeah. So after he killed him, that's when he, like, went up to the attic. And he that's where he stayed until July. Mm-mm. Yeah. And it, so the Denver police sent their tiniest police officer up into this very cramped attic. And it said that's where he, they saw he made, like, a nest for himself. So he had, it says he collected waste had not bathed during his attic residency. <gasps> and the stench ended up making the officer vomit. It was so bad up there. Mm-mm. Yeah. And the way, he, so the way, like, he got his, the Denver Spider-Man le- uh, name is because the police officer that was up there said a man would have to be a spider to stand it long up there. So that's how he became the Denver Spider-Man, because the newspapers heard him say that. Well, if you hear noises in your attic, get the hell out. Right? But yeah, so he was um, charged and convicted of murder by jury in October of 1942. Sent to the state penitentiary. And that's where he died. At the age of 84. I mean, at least he was finally taken care of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, oh, it even says in this article, too, they talked about where... Um, it was Karen that talked about it. Because they even mentioned where they did a, this episode at the Boulder Theater in 2017. Of, uh, Karen Kilgariff talked about it on My Favorite Murder. Mm. Yeah, I remember you playing it for me one night. I think when we when we first started talking about the podcast, you were like, you have to hear this story. Yeah. Because it was... Oh my god, my dryer. Jesus, how many times does it beep? Dad, I'm done! <laughs> I bought new clothes and I needed to clean them. I can't wait to see them. Oh my gosh. But okay, so look at this picture. This is like the picture they drew of this person. Like, that's how tiny the attic was. And then, hold on, let me see if I can find the picture of him. Oh, hold on. There's a picture of him. Like of actual him or another Yeah, like his, like his mugshot. So, like, that's his mugshot. And then this is him. 
Like, look, he's so... I feel like he's so... He's like, so tall. And lanky. The lanky would make sense for fitting in, the, in that area, but... But he's like... Did he just never, like... When they found him, was he just contorted from not being able to stand up all the way? I don't know. Well, I mean, he ran around the house, so he was able to stand up just fine. I mean, that's true. He ran around, like, haunting their damn house. The story, the way Karen tells the story is so funny. Like, it's so good. Especially because she tells it in front of this live audience and they're all like, holy shit. But <laughs> it was, I mean, he he basically haunted them. And by her, by them, I mean he haunted the wife until she moved out. Yeah, it wasn't enough that I killed your husband. Now I'm going to get you to move out. Yeah, so he could basically have this house to himself. I mean, did he think it was going to last forever? I mean, eventually someone was going to buy the house. Yeah, I don't know. And then he would just keep haunting their house, too. I mean... But I don't know, like, how did he eat for those nine months? Did he, like... Did squirrels get in the attic? Who? <laughs> I'm not a roadkill person. <sighs> Me either, but... Ooh, ooh that's gross. That's just... Nope. Yeah. Too much, too much. Well, that's my story of the Denver Spider-Man. If you have a chance, please look it up, because it is, like, it's just so creepy, and there's so... The there's sketch a lot, is amazing. But, like, a, not a lot of information about it, too. Okay. All right, so if you've listened to us before, you've probably heard me talk about Nuke's Top 5. Um, it's one of the YouTube channels that I like to watch the most frequently. He typically releases a video probably every week or so. The one thing that I really like about his videos is that he's very open-minded. Like, he doesn't say, oh, check it out, like, this is, this is haunted. Mm-hmm. He's more so of, like, tell me what you think. Okay. And one particular day, I was just binge-watching and not paying attention, like, because it's, like, different topics. Yeah. Like, for example, one will be about, like, scariest places or, like, scary, like, dog videos or something different every time. Okay. Um, or, like, haunted dolls. Mm-mm. And I was just binge-watching one day and, like, I kind of tuned in and this one video just really caught me, caught my attention. Um, and the video, if you want to check it out, again, it's Nuke's Top 5. And the title of the video is Five Haunting Ghost Videos That Are Too Scary to Watch Alone. The one thing that stood out to me about the video was that it wasn't something that, you know, you could say like, oh, well, you know, they they edited the video this way or, you know, Mm -hmm. they altered it somehow. The reason being is that the videos are from police body cameras. So, like, this is something that, like, was put into evidence. Okay. Are you about to make me watch these? I mean, I probably will at some point. Oh, God. But. Okay. So, I really liked it. um, And. It was kind of, like, the first one that I'd really seen that, like, was a police camera instead of, like, somebody on TikTok or, you know, whatever. Right. But the story that he talks about, the one that's with the police body cams, is the story of the Watts family. This was something I'd never heard about before seeing this video. Okay. And I kind of went down, like, the rabbit hole of just all sorts of information. Amazing. Um, Because there's so much of this story that is up for debate even now. How long ago was it? Uh, This was in 2018. Oh, so not even that long ago. No. And, of course, you have to remember, like, 2018, like, we're in the digital age. Everything is, you know. Yeah. Door cameras, cell phones, pictures, apps. Like, you can see everything everywhere. Like The the opposite of the 1940s story I just told. Exactly. Okay. But still very similar in a lot of ways that I didn't realize until you were telling your story. Oh, shit. Okay. But. Now I'm intrigued. (laughs) So, like, all of this is online. The videos of the interrogations, online. There is a two and a half hour video of all of the body cam videos from the first day of this case. Like, all of this is on the internet for anybody to just pull up and see. And, like, watch all of these videos of everybody's, like, theories and, like, it's... So this case hasn't been solved. So he confesses, but there's a lot that's up for debate because he lies consistently throughout the entire thing. Okay. Like, the only thing that's consistent so is, is like, he's never on. So honest. you're doing, like, true crime, not, yes. not well, a ghost story. A little bit of both, actually. Oh, fuck. Okay. So, the story of the Watts family is, so it's Chris, Shanann, who's pregnant, and not, like, just found out I was pregnant, but was, like, far enough along that they knew it was going to be a boy, and they named him Nico. Okay. 
So Chris, Shanann, Nico, and then they had two girls, um, Cece and Bella. Okay. So they were kind of at a point in their marriage where they obviously acknowledged, like, things aren't working. It's just not. So she goes out on a business trip to, like, a conference in Phoenix. She comes home about 2 a.m. I think the doorbell camera knocks her in at, like, 1.48. She comes home. He gets up, gets ready for his day, goes to work. Her friend comes to check in on her because she was supposed to have a doctor's appointment, never showed. She calls, you know, to see like, hey, are you okay? Did you help get into your appointment? You know, is everything fine? Mm -hmm. No answer, no answer, no answer. Shows up at the house, car still in the garage, shoes she normally wears still at the front door, no answer, no kids, nothing. She starts to panic. She reaches out to Chris. Hey, have you heard from her? Not really concerned. Mm-hmm. Calls the police. Police shows up. And again, like I said, there's hours of, like, video footage from, like, the moment when the officer first shows up and meets the friend. And then, like, Chris shows up. Like, all of this is recorded out on freaking YouTube. Okay. So, officer shows up. Chris obviously isn't there. The door is locked. Can't get in. And obviously, police can't just bust in without any sort of reason. Yeah. So, police call Chris. Chris, you know, oh, I'm on my way home. Oh, I'm on my way home. You know, however long time goes by. Chris shows up. Kind of seems weird, but, like, you also have to think of, like, if your wife's not answering, like, you're probably not going to react necessarily the same way that everybody else would. Yeah. You're either going to panic or completely shut down. Yeah. You know, like, some people think it's weird, whatever. So, he shows up, they get into the house. He's in the house for, like, a minute and some seconds, because he goes in through the garage, like, oddly checks her car and, like, opens the door, closes it, goes in the house, does whatever for a minute, comes and lets the cop in the front door. And, like, the best friend is, she's not having it, like, she doesn't leave. She stays, like... Good for her. Exactly. Like, she comes in, she's looking around in the house with them, you know, um... Her purse is still on the counter. All of the medication for, like, her and the kids, all still there. Her phone is conveniently turned off. Like, not battery died or anything. It's just turned off, sitting there. Mm-hmm. He conveniently is the one who finds her wedding ring, sitting out. And nobody, of course, can get a hold of her. They start calling around. Um, and the officer stays So she's the- not there. She's not there. She's not there. Kid's not there. I thought, they, I thought you were gonna, we were going to find them murdered. No. They're so, just gone. Got it. Yeah, okay. They're just, they're just gone. So, um, and at that point, like, they're kind of like, okay, she didn't take anything with her. Like, there was no suitcase that was packed. Her, like, in her bag's there. Her mm-hmm. medicine's there. Kids' medicines are there. Like, but we don't see them leave out the front door. No. She's just gone. Her and the kids are just gone. But no, and no one sees the garage door open or anything? No. So, the only video that they have is they go over to the next-door neighbor who has a camera, a detection camera, Mm -hmm. and you see um, Chris, like, in the morning, getting up, getting in his truck. He backs the truck up into the garage, like, just part of the truck, and you just see him moving back and forth. And so he goes back and forth, loading whatever into his car, eventually leaves for work. And then that's the only time... That there is ever any, you know, sign of anybody going in or out of the house until the friend shows up and starts to, you know, Panic. kind of like, what what the hell's yeah. going on? So, sorry, I don't know why this bugs me so much. Does she park in the driveway or does she park her car in the garage? The friend parks in the driveway. No, no, I'm talking about the mom. The, the mom lit- parks in the what? garage. But if she parks in the garage, why was she seen coming in through the front door and not through the garage door? Because she was dropped off by the friend the night before. Got it. Okay. That's why she was like, oh, you know, I'll come and check on you and everything and see if you're okay. Okay. Uh, Okay. So, at this point, you know, they they do their rounds. They, you know, they try and call everybody that they can. And, like, Chris, you know, he acknowledges the officer, like, yeah, we're having marital problems. Um, You know, we're talking about selling the house. Like, having conversations. And so, when they go next door to the neighbor's house, like, Chris just seems really weird. And again, you have to consider, like, your pregnant wife is missing, so... And so are your two kids. Yeah. How much of this is, you know... Shock? 
yeah, shock or like something shady because you're the only person to be seen going in and out of this house. And you're literally standing in there in the room with the cop, the next door neighbor, and the three of you are just sitting there watching the camera of your truck yeah. of you going back and forth. And he's like got his hands on his head and like really shifty and everything. And it's so funny because they watch all of the video and he starts to leave. The <coughs> officer's like, hey, I'm just going to get some information from him. And as soon as Chris is gone, the neighbor immediately is like, something's wrong. He's, he's done something. This is not how he acts. He's being really shifty. He's normally really quiet. Like, the neighbor immediately is like, he's involved. And yeah. something's not right. Yeah. Like, from, like, off the bat. Like, from the beginning. Yeah. So, they go through all of this. They, you know, obviously the first suspicion is the husband. Of course. Just no matter what. So, take him into the police station. And he starts to go over his version of the story. Which is, you know, you know, 148. Doorbell detects her getting home, being dropped off by her friend from her uh, conference in Phoenix. And then, you know, 2 a.m., she gets into bed. 4 a.m., his alarm goes off. He proceeds to get ready for work. Then at 4.15, he slides into bed, and they start to have a conversation about putting the house up for sale and their marriage. And how... At 4 in the morning? At 4 in the morning. After she just got home two hours ago? Right. Pregnant. Maybe maybe it's just me, but, like, when I get off of a plane, like, first of all, I feel dirty. Second of all, like, you have to go to the airport two hours early. You have to sit there, get on the plane, Uh however long that flight is, like, I'm not having it. I'm ready for bed. Yeah, like, I'm, (laughs) I I come home, I shower, I go straight to bed, and then I'm dead to the world for at least six, seven hours. Yeah. Maybe, like, two days later, I'll finally unpack my luggage and maybe do some laundry, but, like, I don't, yeah. I just throw everything in the laundry. I don't even, like, try to unpack everything. (laughs) I just wash all my clothes, because I'm, like, they're never going to come out of the suitcase if I don't. Yeah. Zero motivation. But, so, 4.15, they get up, they have this conversation, and he's, like, it was real emotional. We were both crying. You know, at both, four in the morning. At four fifteen in the morning. Okay. Um. You know, like we acknowledge it doesn't work. We talked about trying to stay together for the kids. You know, but knew that wouldn't work either. Whole thing. Five a.m. goes downstairs. Starts getting ready for work. Five fifteen backs backstruck into the garage. Partway. Loads all of his stuff in. Five thirty leaves for work. But is that something he does every day? Supposedly, yes. Backs the truck up and loads stuff. Oh, no, no, no. That, no. According yeah. to the neighbor, he's like, that's not normal. But, of course, they never really show, like, a normal day footage. That's just what they talk about. Right. Um, but, so... Because if that's something normally on their doorbell cam that he normally does, then that's not weird. But in a context where it's not... In the video, like, it's, it's like, not... Like, you would think, like, okay, if you're going to back your car in to, like, load your car, like, you back the whole thing in. It's like the truck is far enough out that you can still see most of the truck. And, like, you know how, like, the bed of the truck You can see the, the cab, but you can't see the bed. Is that what it is? You can see a little bit of the bed. Like, there's enough of, like, a where the bed goes down and the cab mm-hmm. goes up that you see him walking. Okay. Like, from the other side of it. But, which is weird, because, like, you would back the whole truck up or you just wouldn't. I don't know. Weird to me, but I don't know. I don't yeah. know his life. Right. Um, 7.40 a.m., Texted uh, Shanann, asked if she could tell him where she was taking the kids, because supposedly she had told him that they were going to go and have a play date with somebody. Mm-hmm. Didn't name a name. Noon, text her to call him. Still nothing. 12.10, doorbell registers Nicole, the friend, showing up at the door. 12.20, Nicole calls him to see what's going on, if she's got, or if he's gotten a hold of Shanann at any time. Um... He says he tries to call her a few more times around 12.40. By 1, he's on his way home. Uh, 2 is I arrive, open the garage door, and get inside the house. And that's kind of at that point is where, like, the pick, the pickup of, like, the camera from the body cams of everything. Yeah. Police get there at 3. Um, and then, like, the whole rest of the day essentially is just contacting people, you know, searching hospitals, hotels... You know, seeing, you know, did she, did she leave? Like, at one point, I think in one of the videos, the cop is like, well, you know, have you called the bank to see if any of the money's missing? Right, like, have you seen this person? Like, yeah. You know, yeah. was there any spare cash laying around the house? So, like, if she did pack up her stuff, did she just, like, take cash to under the radar, like, yeah. ghost or whatever? Um, but so, but, like, that, you know, they start to get into the interview and kind of start asking questions. 
and the, the FBI agent that's talking to him kind of starts to, you know, like the stuff you would, honestly, or a lot of it reminded me of like things you'd see on TV where like they try and say shit to get inside your head. Right. Um, and asking questions of like, you know, do you, you know, was she unfaithful? Were you unfaithful? You know, trying to get whatever information they could. Right. And he's like, no, I would never cheat on her. I don't think she'd ever cheat on me. Mm-hmm. He hands his phone over. So mind you, like, this entire time, like, he's been like, yeah, you can come in and search my house. Yeah, you can take my phone. Like, either he didn't do it or he was so arrogant that he didn't think he'd get caught because he's like, here's everything. Right. Like, he, he doesn't try to hide anything. Right. He just hands over his phone. They keep talking. The next, on the 15th, he agrees to do a polygraph test. Fails the polygraph. Jesus. Uh, but this hasn't been determined that, like, polygraph isn't really... Like, it's not necessarily solid evidence. It's not solid evidence, but I guess they convince him of that. Because okay. So she's... The whole thing of her disappearing is the, the 13th. They start questioning, like, the 14th. 15th, they do round two. Um, he finally admits that he has a mistress. Like, he admits, oh, I lied about that. And... Okay. The cops are more like... They, you know, more of the, the stuff you see on TV, and like, well, you know, what did she do wrong? Like, maybe this was all her. Like, let me get on your good side. Right. And he finally gets to the point where he breaks down, and he's like, I want to speak to my dad. And they're like, okay. They bring the dad into the room, and then they leave. At any point in time, if you've seen, like, any sort of detective show whatsoever, you're still in the room. There's a camera somewhere watching you. Yeah. So you would think, like, okay, they've left the room, but I'm not safe. No. Dad comes in the room. It does not take long for Dad to break him down. He starts to say stuff like, she hurt them, so I did the same thing to her. Um, You know, I didn't want to hurt her. And he never says her name. Because he's trying to distance himself. Yeah. But he, he admits that... Or he says that she strangled the girls, killed the girls, and I freaked out and killed her. Is basically what he says. What the fuck? Yeah. He, he like, literally, he, in the video, says, did the same thing to her. But why did she go after their children? I don't know. Supposedly. Yeah. So the, this, And that's what he's claiming. This story, well, and here's the thing. It's, a lot of it, when you're watching the videos... A lot of it is you kind of get the sense that he's mirroring his mannerisms and his comments off of what's going on. So, like, when you watch the video where the three of them are all standing around and watching the security videos. Yeah. The very end of the security videos when they, like, flip... Because they're doing the security videos on, on his TV. Yeah. When the videos flip off and it goes to, like, whatever was originally on the channel, it, like, conveniently, like twist of nature, karma, whatever you want to call it, pops up of, like, an embryo. And at which point he looks at the cop and he's like, she's pregnant. I don't know. That may have been something you would have mentioned at the very beginning if you didn't think they already knew. But, like, he sees that and I guess something in his brain is like, oh, I should mention this. The whole time they're like, well, you know, did she do something to the girls? They, they mentioned that in the video, like, during the interview. You know, did she do something to them? Did you feel you had to retaliate? You know... They consistently place the blame on her. Like, what did she do wrong? So it's like, he's too stupid to form his own thought. That, again, it's, you never really can tell, like, is he lying? Is he stupid? Did he, you know, did, did somebody else do this and he's taking the fall for it? Like, was it, like, you just don't ever know. Right. But it just seems like when you're watching it, they make a suggestion. Like, at one point they're like, you don't seem really choked up about it. And then all of a sudden he's choked up about it. And so it just seems like either he's trying to play them or, like, they're just really good at their job. (laughs) But, and it's so, like, if you watch, again, if you watch the videos, it just, it's so bad. Just watching it is so painful. But how did you get here off of the ghost videos? I'm going to get to that. Okay. Because the the ghost video, it leads back into this. Okay, okay. So, sorry, now that I'm not enjoying your story <laughs> in this debate, I was just thinking, like, how did this get go from here to here? It, it does, trust okay, me. Okay, okay, okay. So, anyways, he basically confesses to his dad 
And not 10 seconds later, well, so he confesses and the dad's like, Jesus, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Let's get a, something about, he says something about getting a lawyer. Like, let's get a lawyer or we can get a lawyer or something. Not 10 seconds later, the cops walk back in. And they're like, do you want to tell us what you told your dad? Well, yeah, because they're watching the entire thing. But don't you think, like, did he not think that they were watching when this was going on? Did you not think the response when lawyer got mentioned would have been, okay, we need to get in and shut this down? Yeah. So it just, I don't know, to me, I just, a lot of it just made me very, very cringeworthy. So. It's like making a murderer. Yeah. So he admits to, he basically just blames, you know, the death of the girls on her. And then, you know, he, he freaked out. He flipped out. He. And says that he killed her. Yeah. But she killed the girls. Yeah. That's what he says. But okay. And then in the video, they're like, okay, show us where, where their bodies are. And he's like, yep, sure enough. Uh. They, I killed her, put him in the truck, drove 45 minutes to my work site that day, put the two girls in the oil tanks, and buried her body. And just, here they are. And were they? Yep. Right where he said. About 45 minutes from the house. Uh, there's two, like, oil tanks. Mm-hmm. He shoves each girl in one of the tanks. <laughs> Back to your story. Tiny holes. About eight inches. He, like, shoved these girls in them to, like, to get through the hole. Oh, my God. Yeah. He pleads guilty three consecutive life terms. Um, also charged with unlawful termination of Nico. 48 years for that. Uh, t- a count of tampering with a dead body. Maximum of 10 years. And that's it. Like, he just goes to jail. I feel like that's not the end of the story. Like, two months later, he does an interview. He appeals? No, he doesn't appeal. Two months later, or two months after sentencing, I should say, he speaks out again. Tells a different story. Oh, Jesus. This version of the story. I'm so stressed out right now. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) This version of the story. Um, supposedly they have sex at some point, and one of in one of the versions of the story is like she comes home and they they do it. Which again, no, I no. Why would I you mean, do that? I've done that, so like I can't. Say but being like to... being pregnant, getting off of a flight, yeah, and no, then after two pregnant, hours waking so. up and being like, okay, let's go, and then being like, okay, oh, more let's... and it's more like right when I got home. Yeah, no, this is like oh, okay, she woke me up, we did it, and then we had a conversation about how we're getting divorced. Yeah, no, that didn't. And happen. oh, by the way, I have a mistress. Yeah, who no. I've been with for a while now. And they they found proof of that, right? The mistress? Yes, there's... Like there's, in his phone. Yeah. So apparently there's an app, it's called... <laughs> ladies, there's an app called Secret Calculator, apparently. Uh, and it looks like a calculator, and when you click on it, it's not. What is it? It's like secret communications with you and your whoever. And, like, there were pictures of, like, there's... They show, like, consistently, you would see a picture of her in a bikini, and, like... It's with a mirror behind her, and you see his reflection in the mirror. He's the one taking the photo. Or, like, all of these messages and stuff. Okay. And she comes in and does her, like, interview and says, well, at first she didn't... She At first she thought they were getting divorced, like, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then she didn't know at first that he had kids. And then afterwards, like, oh, okay, like, you know, whatever, you have two kids. And supposedly she didn't find out that Shanann was pregnant until all of this happened. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, Hot okay. So, new version of story. Uh, he's on top of her and strangles her. And then one of the girls, I believe it's Bella, walks in and like, what's wrong with mommy? He loads dead wife into truck. Two girls, still alive, in the back of the truck, drives out to the site takes the one of the girl's blankies, puts it over her face, smothers her to death. Takes her out, puts her in tank, comes back for daughter number two. What the fuck? Same thing. And the this daughter, the second one that's in the car, is like, are you is, is what happened to her gonna happen to me? Like she's conscious enough of what's going on. But How like, old are the girls? Uh, I believe it was four and six. Uh, Jesus. It's okay. I was just curious. 
Yeah, Bella's Force, Celestis. No, Bella's Force, Celestis 3. So. Oh, Jesus. That's the new story. And, of course, now there's, like, 50 million people out there who have all of these theories of, like, oh, maybe the mistress had a part in it, or... I mean, I could see that, too. It's, yeah, there's a ton of videos of, like, everyone's different opinions, and he doesn't fight anything. Like, instead of fighting for his innocence and risking the death penalty, he just flat out is like, no, I did it. And just takes life in prison as opposed to the death penalty. So. I mean. Where this all goes back to is... So remember, they don't find their bodies at first. She's missing on the 13th. The 14th was when he goes into the police station interviews that night. Yeah. Before he goes in the interview, he goes on TV and appeals to, like, I, you know, whoever has my wife, I want her back, I love my kids, I miss them, I don't know where they are. Typical stuff. Right. That day where, you know, he goes in front of the live news, police officers go in with cadaver dogs. The first body cam video... That's that the one that's in the Nukes Top Five video is that video. Okay. So again, they have found no bodies. They do not know that these these three are dead. The videos, it's two women, one with a cadaver dog, and they walk in the house. Now the house, big ass house. When you walk in the door on the left, there's a flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that they point out is when you see them come into the house, one of the ladies mentions that it smells like cleaner. And as they're coming to the house, and right before she says that, it looks like something coming down the stairs. Like, maybe the spirit of one of the girls. Oh, fuck. The next thing is, you hear an EVP as they're walking through, and it sounds like somebody saying no. You hear another one that says, I'm with, or says, I'm with Cece, which is what they would call Celeste. Okay. They go upstairs, they start looking in, like, the room and stuff, and at one point when they're walking through the house, you hear another EVP, and it says, this is our home. So it's like... You hear people in the house. Like, telling the police to leave? Or is it just, like... It's just, they're not even telling them to leave, like, just random, like, people talking. Like, maybe no is, like, when she was trying to fight for her life to not be smothered. Right. And then I'm with Cece, like, oh, I'm with my daughter. Yeah. Um, or this is our home, like, we don't want to leave. As if to, like, suggest, like, going back to them talking about, you know, where he was saying they were talking about selling the house. Mm-hmm. The final thing that they really mention, and the cops actually hear this and comment on it, is they go into the closet. Mm-hmm. I think it's Shanann's closet. They go in the closet, and you can hear giggling. And it's so loud that the cop stops, or, you know, the canine unit lady stops. Yeah. And she's like, did you, did you hear that? And they think maybe that, like, they had touched, like, a toy or something in the room, and she tells the other woman to go in there and touch, like, I think she's, like, the blue thing or something. Just go in there and touch it or whatever to see if they can replicate the noise, and they can't. Hmm. So. And the cops do this, like, while they're going through. Like, that's in the video. Yeah. In the video, you hear them talk about, you, like, there was something like, do you hear that noise or something? Yeah. Like, acknowledging that they hear the giggle. Like, even the woman goes, yeah, it sounds like a little kid giggling. Or it sounded like a kid giggling. And they're trying to figure out how that noise was made, and they can't replicate it. Hmm. The next video, which is not in the Nukes Top 5 video, a while later, they get a call that they saw a woman's figure in the house. So they send cops to go and investigate. Again, this is body cam. The garage lights are on. Remember, Mm -hmm. nobody's there because mom and kids are gone and Mm -hmm. he's in jail. Oh, so this is like when they're still technically missing, the second video as well. Uh, I don't know if the, I don't remember if the second video was after they were missing, but like he's definitely in jail. So like there's no way that there's somebody in this house. Right. Like. It's whether it's, I'm just asking if it's before or after they found the bodies. Oh, I don't, I think. I think it was after they found the bodies. Okay. But, so, they go in, garage lights are on. So, again, nobody can be doing this. Right. Um, and then there's... Oh, no, this is a new top swipe, because I remember them pointing this out. So, um, there's an officer that's standing at the top of the stairs. The same yeah. stairs that, like, in the first video, it looks like somebody's coming down. Yeah. 
and it's not like a full body, but like you can definitely like something's happening in the video. Yeah. But the video, um, one of the officers is at the top of the stairs, and it looks like a little kid peeks out from behind his leg. Oh fuck. And then there's an ex. Obviously, there's an extended version of it, but there was a, a like that same video I saw, but like there was more to it, and it's from one of the cops who's downstairs. And like the, the shitty thing about it is that like the cop is like holding his gun out like somebody's in the house. Like they definitely yeah. think there's an intruder, like because they're prepared. Right. But his arm is kind of in front of the camera, so you can't necessarily see everything. You mostly see like his hand and his gun for parts Ooh, of it. Right. And something moves off in the corner and the cop like he sees whatever it is because he immediately turns but there's nothing there so like they're seeing something happening in this house right and like it's obviously not any person because all of this is like this is what all of this is still going on and there's no way anyone can be in that house dude whoever buys that house after them is gonna have to uh so little kids living with them last time i checked they hadn't bought the house nobody's bought it yet and they were actually talking about demolishing it like, that was one of the things that somebody had suggested, was to demolish it. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's very clearly haunted. Like, nobody wants to live in that. Yeah. Especially with the notoriety that the case has. Um, and what else? I mean, like, you can... I feel like haunted gives things, like, a bad connotation. But, like, if someone were to move in this house, it doesn't seem like the spirits in it are bad. No. I, I think it's Not just, necessarily they can't turn that way if someone moves into their house, but... No, but I think it's a lot of... If, you know, if you truly believe in spirits and everything that's happened, you have to think of it in the sense of our bodies are essentially energy. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, if you kill somebody, your energy doesn't just snuff out and fade off into nowhere. Right. Like, that energy is still in that house. Right. Because even, like, the next day, they're in that house and not necessarily understanding what's happening. Right. Because if... You know, if you believe the EVPs or, you know, if you really think that they, that is what they're saying and not just someone's interpretation. Right. You know, I'm with Cece or this is our home. They're still very much in the mindset of this is where they live. Like, they're not dead. You know, he's right. not in jail. Like, they don't understand that concept. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But So, like, if someone were to move in there, it could not be well. It could not end well for them. Yeah. Well, I mean. Not that they would harm them, but, like, that. They, they wouldn't would... understand. Like, why is someone yeah. in my house? But Yeah. You know, ever since I watched that, that video, like, it it stuck with me for a long time. And, like, because it was something that I, like, had binge-watched and not really paid attention, like, the title of the video, I tried to find it for, like, a solid month. <laughs> and I was like, why? Because he's been doing these videos for at least two years or so. And, like, there's, like I said, so he much was content. doing, like, every single week. So there's, like, a million videos. Yeah. And I just kept looking and looking and looking. I was like, why can't I find this? <laughs> well, I'm glad you found it. That's a crazy story. Yeah. It's. I'd never even heard of it until that video, and I was like, oh my god, how did this happen? Yeah, like, and you're right, it is definitely, like, crossed between the two. That's, like, I kind of want to watch those videos now. I mean, I have them on the computer right but now, But I'm, like, actually. really scared to watch them. It's not bad, I promise. It doesn't sound scary, but, like, what if it is? It's not. Do you want to watch it? Yes. I want, I want you to watch it now that we've talked about this. Do you want to watch it on the podcast? I mean, not that they can see it, but... If you want to watch it, it's from November. What's the name of the video? It's five haunting ghost videos that are too scary to watch alone. And it's from November 10th, 2019. Okay. The first, it's not the first story that comes up. It's one of the last, if not the last. But I think the title shot of it is... The video of the officer at the top of the stairs and it like has a red circle around him and an arrow pointing at him to like point out like this is what you should be looking at. Okay, 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 turn around. But the videos are like 12, 15, maybe 20 minutes long. This one's only 22 or 12 minutes and 22 seconds. Yeah, we're obviously not gonna watch the whole thing now. If it ever was. So is your thing even working? Shit, it might pull up on my phone faster. Oh, damn. Is my internet that bad? Apparently. Hold on, I'm gonna try and pull it up on my phone. What's it called? Five. If you Google it, it comes up on like a subreddit. Oh god. Reddit's probably figured this out. Yeah. Five haunting. It's really funny because some of the comments on the video were like, one person was like, man, this neighbor solved this case in the first five minutes. (laughs) Honestly. 
No, it's like there's so many like. God, I'm gonna get some weird shit on my YouTube now. <laughs> God damn it. There are two. Yeah, it's really fun. Like there's videos. There's like videos of like. You know the body cam, and then there's like videos of like let's break down this video and how he behaves. Yeah. And like oh well you know we think oh, there was one that I watched again I went down a rabbit I I tend to go down rabbit holes on things. Wait, which one is it? What's the name of this person? It's Nuke's Top 5. Is it this one? It's that guy, but I don't think it's that. Yep, that, it's that video right there. Okay. Of course it loads on your phone faster. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with Stupid your computer. Hold on, I got ads. ads. Okay, how far into this is it? 750. 750. Like, what happened in his house is? That's from a second time. Shannon Watts and her daughters, Bella and Cece, lost their lives under absolutely horrible circumstances. All at the hands of husband and father, Chris Watts. In fact, the details of the case are so grim that I'm not going to go into them here. But if you want to read the full story, you can simply Google the Watts family. I don't know if this is actually picking any of the from the police canine unit go to the Watts house to investigate the strange disappearance. Obviously, this video was recorded before the tragic fate of Shannon and her children were known. This footage is 100% real. It is documented police video captured by one of the investigators' body camera. So shortly after entering the house, they catch some strange video on the stairs. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Many viewers believe that this looks like a quick glimpse of a childlike apparition descending the stairs. It absolutely does. But it could just be a video glitch. You decide. But then the policewoman begins to catch multiple strange and unusually clear EVPs on her body cam. There's no... There's no way that was a neighbor? Mm -hmm. so because, to me, it sounds like a guy. The guy does. The, or the I'm with Cece does. The no does not. See, I thought even the no did. But strangest of all, while investigating an upstairs closet, that closet. the investigators hear something that actually seems to spook them. No fucking way. Mm -hmm. The unexplained voice of a giggling child can be heard, but there's absolutely no explanation for where the sound came from. The canine officer is so spooked she asks the other officer to check it out. Oh my god. 
Yeah. Okay, that giggle was definitely like. I definitely heard that. Like, that was loud. Mm-hmm. Even without them, like, enhancing the audio on the video, yeah. that was loud. I have goosebumps. Yeah, that's... That's fucking... Mmm. Yeah, imagine, like, just binge-watching and all of a sudden that coming on your screen and be like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, honestly. Because a lot of them, like, even if you watch the rest of the video, it's, like, people with their phones. Of, like, yeah. oh, we're dicking around. Or there's one... Oh, my gosh. I wish I could remember where it was. There's one, and it's an app, or not an app, but it's, like, a thing on TikTok, and it's mm-hmm. supposed to pick up, like, um, things that are living. And it's, like, your your heat signature, essentially, is what it's picking up. Okay. And so the guy, he's in his house, like, it's just him, and he's like, oh, I have this really old chair, it was my grandma's, uh, you know, like, look at my foot, you know, like, he does things, like, prove it, like, it's actually picking up his body heat and not just, like, whatever else is in the room. I know what you're about to tell me. And, and he already... turns to the chair, and it it's not like a, it doesn't show, like, a, it's not like a body outline, but, like, there's a heat signature there. And he, like, posts it, and he's like, ha, 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 and, like, I think it's one of his relatives who's like, why the fuck do you have that chair? Grandma died in that chair. And then somebody's like, oh, you should turn the chair around so that Grandma can get up, because it's, like, a circle shape, and, like, yeah. the part where your legs would go is, like, towards the wall. And they're like, oh, yeah, you should turn the the chair so that Grandma can get up. So he moves the chair. A while later, it's probably, like, days. I don't think it's, like, immediately after. Yeah. But, like, the heat signature's not there anymore. And then later on, he starts to pick it up in other places. And he's, like, thinking it's Grandma and, like, talking to Grandma. And then at one point, it flickers, and then there's two of them. I'm sorry, what? And then he's like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And, like, one time, it, like, he's, like, right up here in his face. Oh, fuck. No, and it's like, no, 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 Yeah. I have goosebumps all up and down my arms now. It is, it's only 9 o'clock, but holy shit. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to watch a lot of Bob's Burgers before I go to bed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared now. There's a lot of, again, some of it is, like, crap, and he acknowledges it. He's like, you know, what do you think, or did you see it, or whatever. Right. There's a lot of ones that are just, like, meh, and then there's some that, like, you watch them, and you're like, holy fucking shit. Like, you can't argue that. Yeah. And it's terrifying. Yeah. And, like, it's it's from all over. It's not just, like, the U.S. It's all over the world. Like, there's one. And to this day, it still freaks me out to look in mirrors. I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't hear it. Nope. <laughs> Dude, stop talking right now. <laughs> well, if you ever go on a binge and you watch it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you see the video. Because it's in, like, I think the guy's speaking, like, Arab or something. It's It's not in the U.S. It's from a different country. But, yeah, there's some really weird shit on there that he finds. There's an app called Randonautica, and, like, it takes you to different places. I'm good. You're you're good. You can stop. You stop while you're ahead. <laughs> All you the are, fun things you, you got can me to, do. You got me to watch a spooky video, and now I'm going to get some weird shit on my YouTube channel. So I'm actually kind of excited for the day that you text me, and you're like, motherfucker this popped up today i'm just gonna have to watch so many call me kevin videos so all that shit doesn't pop up on my youtube (laughs) (laughs) i just need to watch all the sims 4 videos all right so what we're gonna do is now guys find a bunch of new top five videos and just email them to us so she can just like pull all of them up on her laptop please don't (laughs) you can but i won't read them (laughs) but all the videos scare the shit out of her please don't okay well we should probably end this episode now you need to watch happy videos. Now I need to watch happy videos. Goodness. <laughs> uh, oh so, uh, yeah. Well, if it actually worked and you get to hear the video on our podcast, awesome. If not, go look it up. <laughs> really sorry. Definitely look it up. Um, if you like scary things, you'll probably be addicted to it. Even if you don't like scary things, if you're just like intrigued by ghost stories, because not all ghosts are scary. Now, and he. He does a couple that are, like, based on real things or, like, people that have gone to real houses. Um, there's another one, and I would have to look up the story, but, like, this girl was tormented in this house, and there's a whole long, really awful story about it and, like, the terrible things that happened to her. And in one of the Nukes Top 5 videos, somebody goes to the house and, like, I you hear, like, EVP, like, you can hear things and, like... Mm-hmm. Supposedly you can see something in the window. I'd have to go back and watch it. But, like, there are a couple of things that are, like, where people have gone to actual places. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. 
Interesting, interesting. Well, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spooky or Bus. I'm ending this podcast right now because I don't want to talk about <laughs> this anymore. And, and if you find any spooky videos you want to send Meriwether or any uh, anything you want to hear us talk about on the show, please email us at SpookyOrBus at gmail.com. Awesome. Yeah, and definitely keep an eye out for the next week's episode. We're going to try something a little bit different um, we're not sure if it's going to be one podcast or two, yeah. um, but we're super excited about it. We've been talking about this for a while now, so. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.